Hello and welcome to the Adafruit CircuitPython Weekly for September 4th, 2018. I'm Scott and I work on CircuitPython uh, for Adafruit. CircuitPython is a version of embedded Python based on MicroPython that is geared towards making it super easy for people who have never coded before in their lives to make the hard make electronics do what they want very quickly and easily and giving them that awesome coding experience uh, that we all enjoy. Uh, this meeting is a community meeting where we have the, both folks who are funded to work on CircuitPython and volunteers uh, get together and just talk about what we're working on, uh, say thank you to other people, and uh, it's open to the public. So if you're interested in joining, it runs usually on Mondays at, ele at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, this week is a little bit uh, unique because in the U.S. it was a holiday uh, on Monday, so we're actually recording this on Tuesday. Uh, next week should be normal, and sorry again for not shouting out sooner um, that we would be on Tuesday this week. Uh, if you do want to follow along with that, you can join uh, the Discord, which is where the voice chat happens, but we also have a text chat where uh, we will let you know if the meeting gets rescheduled. So uh, to join our Discord, you go to the URL adafru.it slash Discord. Um, and that will get you in. You'll be able to chat with us all week um, in text. And then uh, we have the voice chat usually on Mondays, as I said. Uh, the format of this is uh, kind of structured, um, well, pretty structured. So we'll start off with a state of circuit Python, which is a kind of statistics view of how the CircuitPython community and projects are going. Um, after that, we'll do a section called Hug Reports, where we do in a round-robin fashion, where I'll, I will start and talk about um, thank yous and things to people who are in the community. Um, and then we'll go through everybody who's in the voice chat uh, and give everybody a chance to speak um, for, for Hug Reports there. Uh, after that, we'll do a status updates, which is a software engineering sorts of thing where uh, you say briefly what you've been working on and briefly what you plan on working on in the coming week. It's a great way for everybody to have a feel for who's doing what and how those things could overlap potentially. Um, and we'll do that in a round robin format as well. And then lastly, we'll have kind of a discussion slash in the weeds section for any longer form content that doesn't really fit in the earlier stuff. Um, so during that, if you have things you want to talk about, just please post them into the text chat. Um, and we'll get to those uh, in order that they end up in the text chat. So I'll call it out. Um, and then uh, this video does get recordings, recorded. So if you're listening to the audio only, beware that you can um, be aware that you can go on uh, YouTube and watch both the text chat recording and the voice recording at once. And that's also a fair game for anybody in the voice chat. Uh, you are being recorded, so be aware of that. Um, all right, let's get started. Uh, I do take time codes, so along with the recording, we have uh, we have notes, so you can skip through the recording to find the things that you're interested in. And I'm, you'll hear me like brain fart as I <laughs> take time codes as as I'm talking. So, um, first section is state of circuit Python, which is uh, an overview of both the core CircuitPython repository plus all the libraries and the newsletter. Um, we talk about pull requests, statistics, and issues and stuff. So uh, we'll, full, we'll start with pull requests. Um, in the last week, as of this morning, 
Uh, I just ran it like an hour ago. We had 10 pull requests merged from eight different authors and three reviewers. Uh, in particular, shout outs to Par Paul Kirstead, uh, C47D, uh, and 8.3 as uh, new contributors to that. So thank you, thank you, thank you um, to everybody on that list. Uh, and if I missed anybody in the gap, sorry about that uh, as well. Um, we have 17 open poll requests where a number of those are on libraries. So if you want to get involved and start helping in a more active fashion, uh, doing poll request uh, reviews is super helpful. Um, so feel to free to take a look at the list in the notes and and figure out where you can hop in and just look over the code see if it makes sense and then also if there's any sensors or testing uh do that as well um so yeah 17 open pull requests check the notes for details uh issues wise issues are like feature enhancements or bug bugs or crashes that sort of thing we had nine closed issues by three people and nine opened by five people um, and we're at 145 open issues. Uh, again, the full list is in the notes. And uh, overall, we're even. So we closed nine and open nine. So that's a good thing. We're not uh, necessarily falling too far behind based on that. Uh, download stats wise, uh, we released 301 a couple weeks ago now, I think. Um, and we've had, we have uh, 1,397 total downloads on that, which is pretty typical. We do about four or 500 a week. Um, I think it'll be changing as well because here in the U.S. at least uh, people are getting back to school. And so the pattern of our develop development is going to change a little bit as everybody comes back from summer and uh, gets in their normal uh, school pattern. So uh, that's that. Uh, we have 86 repos in PyPI, which is cool. That's uh, all of the CircuitPython libraries are available for Raspberry Pi uh, via the Blinka uh, adaptation later, too. Um, and then we have some notes about some improvements to individual libraries. I won't go into details on that. Overall, we're again still very early, uh, very early in our 4.0 cycle. Um, development on NRF has been picking up, which has been great. Um, and we still do need to do another 3.0.2 to fix the NeoPixel stuff, which uh, I meant to get to last week, but didn't. So hopefully we'll do that this week. And uh, that's the state of CircuitPython, if I had to say it in three minutes. Um, let's move on to Hug Reports. Uh, hug Reports is a section where you get everybody gets a chance to say thank you to the work that other people have been doing uh, in the community. Uh, it's, a, it's a kind of Adafruit tradition that they do in person at the Adafruit HQ, and I thought it was a great idea. So we, we do that within CircuitPython community as well. Um, so the way, uh, the order that we'll go in is I will start and then I will read for Dan because he wasn't able to make it. And then we'll go down the list of folks in the voice chat. And, uh, let me start. Um, so first and foremost, I want to say, uh, a thank you to Brent R who's in the voice chat and he's helping me take notes. Uh, I am kind of a slow typer at this point cause I changed all my keyboard layout and my keyboard and stuff so uh, that's been kind of tricky um, so I've been getting Katni and Dan and now Brent's help as well um, Cascade just reminded me that if you are just text only feel free to put uh, info into uh, the text chat and I'll read that off uh, on your behalf 
in case anybody is just listening to this. So um, hug reports for myself, besides what I just blabbered about. Um, I wanted to say Turbinen Tur Rider uh, for the German translation, which I just merged this morning, which is awesome. Um, Hotak and uh, Arturo and Dan for the great NRF work, and then uh, Deshipu Arturo and Notro for the display IO PR feedback of my own. Um, so those are my hug reports for Dan. Dan said uh, Arturo182 for detailed pull request reviews and his contributions to NRF. Um, TAC for continued NRF52 work. Is, uh, thanks especially for fixing serial REPL problems. And a uh, shout out to Paul Kirstead for fixing uart.read with no timeout. Um, so those are my reports and the reports I got for people who weren't able to make it. Uh, let's go to Brent. Hello. Um, my report is um, for Lady Ada for the uh, NeoPixel Write and Blink It. It works really well. Um, also, it's a gadgetoid who wrote the library. Um, he did some renaming for us and was really helpful. Mm -hmm. He even jumped in Discord, which was awesome. Um, also for Jerry for finding an error that I found and making sure that I'm not the crazy one. Totally. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome, and uh, we should shout out Get Gadgetoid as well as part of uh, Pimroni, and they have a Discord as well. So if you're interested in joining their Discord, um, let me know, and I'll, I'll get you an invite link because they're they're really active there as well. Um, okay, going down the list, Cascade is no voice, so I will read Cascades off. It says. Um, Special thanks to Tanute for the review slash support for the Tagalog translation. And also thanks to Jerry and Dan Halbert and Summersoft for answering questions and general support. Um, cool. And Josh posted a link to Pimroni for folks who want it. Um, thanks, Cascade. Uh, C. Grover. No voice yet. Uh, group hug today worked on a couple of CircuitPython um projects in the past few weeks it just works that's great that's what we're going for um charles i've got an a hug report on a general hug report for uh, everybody who works on the guides they are absolutely fabulous for helping other, me to teach other people how to use uh the circuit python thank you very much great yeah totally um, guide writers are very valuable. Uh, all right. Thanks, Charles and Jerry. Um, yeah, just a, a shout out to, to Brent and Lady Ada for the, the NeoPixel stuff. That's really nice to have it up working on the pies and, uh, and Gadgetoid for getting it going as well. And also to, uh, uh Arturo and, and Patach for all the, all the new rapid development going on in the NR52s. It's fun to see and looking forward to playing with a lot more. Yeah, totally. We're going to start seeing more and more work on the NRF 52, I think. So it's cool to see it going. All right. Uh, Josh. Josh says, hug reports this week again to Circuit Playground Guides. They come in handy when finishing off edu blocks and also writing samples to go into the editor. Also to Gadgetoid for doing his NeoPixel stuff because that has come in handy too for my new library. Awesome. Thanks, Josh. And last but not least, Summersoft. 
Summersoft says, uh, Tanute for the suggestions on my PR. Uh, Josh for continuing work on EduBlocks and Outreach. Uh, Cascade for Tagalog translation. And Group, because you're awesome. Uh, sweet. Thanks, Summersoft. Okay, that was Hug Reports. Thank you to everyone who was a uh, able to make it on this odd time. Um, and thank you for everybody just being great, um, being super nice, and having such a positive community. It's uh, as you all know, a great thing to be a part of. So uh, let's move on to status updates. Status updates are a chance for you to talk briefly about what you've been working on, kind of in the form of like what you did last week and what you plan on working on in the coming week. Uh, it's really handy if there's tips and tricks of like, oh, you're working on this, you should take a look at that, that sort of thing. Um, so I'll get started as, an, as the example. Um, Last week, I got the the initial beginnings of the display work out um, into a PR. It's PR uh, 1152, if you want to take a look at it. Um, I got really good feedback, as I said, in hug reports from a few people. So I'm following up on that and hope to get it in this week. It's not meant to be kind of the conclusive PR. It's meant to be just the start and get us going on the hallowing in particular, which has a built-in display. Um, I'm planning on following up in this week, uh, expanding that out into supporting more than just the display that's on the hallowing and more than just displays that are built into the board. So I, uh, I want it so that if you're in boot.py or made.py, you can say like, create a display with this. And then it kind of, st it's sticky. It's a singleton that lasts over the course of all of the v VMs going forwards. And the reason I wanted to do that is because I want CircuitPython to kind of pick up on the fact that there is a display and actually use it in those in-between times. So if you get a, a, a syntax error or something, like I want it to show up on the display. If you've initialized it once uh, since you started, like those things should show up on the display, uh, which I think will be super cool. Uh, I've got a cool uh, Sparky uh, kind of emoji emoticon icon thing that I want to put on that page as well but uh, we'll get there that's that's a little ways down the road um, first and foremost I just want to make sure that we can support lots of different types of displays um, in addition to that I took a kind of a break at the end of the last week to not do some display stuff so I have one of the prototype grand centrals which is the mega form factored um, SAMD51 and I should be able to get a PR out today or tomorrow with all the pin mappings for that. I did have to fix the peripherals library a bit because there was some uh, PC C port GPIO stuff that was defined wrong and we just never found it because we weren't compiling with it. So uh, should that get that, that out this week as well. Um, in kind of my hobby news, I assembled the V2 of the Pi, Pi Game Boy cartridge uh, PAX West was in town in Seattle here, so I showed it off to some people. They got excited, and therefore I got excited to do it as well. Plus, I'm going to Maker Faire in a couple weeks in New York. Uh, let me know if you're going to be there. We can sync up. Um, but I was hoping to kind of bring that as a demo as well. Um, so yeah, that's what I've done, and that's what I'm doing uh, in brain dump fashion. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll move on and read off Dan. Um, Dan wasn't able to make it because this is a weird time for us to have a meeting and he had a pre-existing thing scheduled. So uh, Dan 
let me know beforehand that he had a large PR submitted to add new NRF52 boards, both and in addition to that, revise and clean up pin definitions and restructure pin files in the NRF52. Uh, this is making the pin definitions work less magically, so no no intermediate Python script needs to run. They just and they're more structured like the Atmel SAMD ones. And then this week, Dan is continuing to add functionality to the NRF52 port. Uh, I think he's really hitting his stride on this, so we should see a lot of progress in terms of um, Circuit Python APIs being flesh, fleshed out and and starting to work in the NRF52 stuff. Um, and maybe we'll get an alpha out with that as well. That would be cool. Um, all right, let's go to Brent. Hey, uh, I'm finishing up the uh, IO Home second guide on home security and have alarms uh, security system through PyCam, which is a really cool Blinka plus IO plus um, an external library for the Pi camera. Um, that will be out probably by Wednesday. Um, Adam who works on Airford.io added uh, MQTT groups back to IO. Now you'll be able to do a poll. Um, you'll be able to pull the groups and mm. try to get um, data from each individual feed within that group. Hmm. So it's really useful for smart home and other types of things. So for example, if you have a fridge, you can do sensors on each level of the fridge and you'll be able to pull the data from each level of that grouping. Hmm. Um, way simpler to set up. You don't have to declare individual feeds. You just Right. So that will probably get added by the end of this week. Neat. Cool. You're writing this really cool line of like blurring CircuitPython resources with Adafruit IO and general Python stuff. So it's really neat to see. Yeah. Wait for my weird OpenCV stuff that I'm planning. <laughs> I look forward to it. Um, all right. Cascade. away from keyboard <laughs> uh see grover you want to type into and I'll, I'll read it off no you're both uh text only see grover says recently worked on a collaborative project with john park to design a hybrid pcb both analog and digital and code to read a Eurorack synth control voltage signal and display it on a 1930s, 40s vintage analog RF meter in a very retro cool case. Um, that sounds awesome. Uh, you should post pictures if you have them. The signal is processed by a Trinket M0 running CircuitPython that protects the meter by controlling range and skew. The Trinket stack output drives the retro analog meter. Working on a film miniature lighting animation controller for a local film group, uh, the project involves an itsy bitsy M4 Express with CircuitPython, a bunch of NeoPixels, and a panel full of knobs and switches. Um, that sounds super interesting. I'm curious how you do the panel full of knobs and switches uh, because I am hoping to do trellis sorts of stuff that is that facilitates panels of knobs and switches at some point. I know I've talked about that. But, um, cool. Seagrover uh, says... They're writing a learn guide about the front panel, so stay tuned. And then Cascade is typing, so I will just chill out just a little bit. Ah, Cascade says, uh, currently working on cooking lunch. <laughs> uh, working on a new circuit Python based uh, board based on the Trinket M0 with Spy Flash and generally learning about how things work. 
Also planning to do the same with the CMD51 chip with a display. Awesome, cool. Uh, I heard it from a guy that I met at Seattle Mini Maker Fair who has a 51 with a display as well. Um, all right, go ahead, Charles. Okay, I'm I'm working on a um, music project, uh, a digital ocarina, and I'm having trouble. I'm using a a uh, an old style uh, DIN connector uh, interface on the UART, mm-hmm. and the problem is is I can't quite get the thirty one two fifty exactly, mm-hmm. and it's causing the bit drop. And I don't know what I don't know quite what to do. So I I guess I have to learn how to uh, insert a uh, a uh, issue to maybe uh, maybe you've already fixed it. I uh, I'm using basically the Raspberry Pi Blinka setup. Oh, you're trying to get that speed on on a Raspberry Pi. Yeah, and it's 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 tough. I may I may just revert to a uh, feather. Uh, M M four or an M zero. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure because it's getting a little. I I. It's just that I just I'm in the process of receiving a uh, prototype of a new synth from Modern Device. I think right. I mentioned before, and yep. uh, and uh, I want to make sure it's going to work in my project. Right. All this trouble. Yeah. Well, I think that the two people that may know it best are C. Grover and uh, Old Crow. Both do a lot of MIDI stuff, so feel free to reach out to them. Okay, thank you. I don't know if they've done any Raspberry Pi stuff, though. I think they've just been doing feathers and M-Zeros and stuff. Yeah, but uh, I think it might might be... I might be better off with the feather also because (laughs) it won't be such a large form factor. Right. Well, anyway, that's it. Cool, thanks, and uh, keep us posted and see yeah, us know what you figure out. Yep, yep. Thanks, Charles. Yep. All right, Jerry. Uh, nothing really special, just been flitting around between lots of different projects and trying to just <laughs> trying to keep focused on one or two, but not, not succeeding, and spending most of the week uh, working with a new dog we just adopted, so Ooh. that's taken, taken priority. <laughs> that sounds like fun. It's been a great fun, and uh, trying to trying to get focused on some other things back in the next week or so. So, we'll see where it goes. Cool, no worries. Uh, enjoy the new dog. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> All right, uh, Josh. Josh says, uh, da, 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 da. "This week I've been upgrading the repo on Pixel Zero." which is github.com slash allaboutcode slash pixel zero, which is my port of the CircuitPython NeoPixel library based on the RPI WS2812X library for the Pi. I believe this is going into Blinko, according to Brent. Uh, also, adafruit.edublocks.org is basically done apart from I2C. Been doing some outreach at the local ra- Raspberry Jam with Edublocks and CircuitPython, and lots of teachers are looking to use it when it's ready. I uh, did a quick talk on the editor to uh, to them. There's a Twitter link here uh, of the talk. Uh, if anyone is going to the Blockly Summit in California in two weeks, it would be great to speak to you as I'll be doing a talk on the past two years of EduBlocks and how I develop it. Um, that sounds super exciting. Um, 
if you're going to California, you should come to Seattle, although I might actually be in New York at the time. Um, okay. And let's see, last but not least, Summersoft. Yeah, I actually muted Charles on my end. Let me see if I can unmute from my end. And... Yeah, there we go. Sweet. <laughs> so that Charles can talk again later. Um, okay, Summersoft says, uh, for frequency in, uh, the second control timer added and working. Nice. Uh, using DPLL1 at 98 MHz as the timer source is working on M4. Still a fair amount of jitter on the higher end readings that I need to work out. Not sure if it's clock or timer related. Uh, using the external oscillator 32K, going to test with uh, the uh, ultra low power 32K tonight. Uh, up next is DMAing the capture timer to overcome the loss of capture interrupt. Um, okay, I'm not sure what you mean by that, but maybe we should talk about it. I also had another thought, some result on this, in that. Uh, we were talking about what the expected uh, frequency range to support is. And I was thinking that we don't actually need to support that super low range because pulse in can do it, right? Like pulse in is good at measuring pulses that are pretty slow. Um, so I think with frequency in, we should we should focus on supporting the faster input signals that uh, pulse in can't handle. All right. Um, and with that, that is status updates um again thank you everybody for that and let's go into the weed into the weed section um and it, the weed section is a chance for us to just talk about larger topics um kind of at the end so that if we get into the weeds obviously uh people can opt not to listen to it um somersoft i guess we'll follow up on that but i don't I don't know why you need DMA. Um, unless you're trying to measure frequency changes over time. Um, and if anybody has other topics, feel free to put them in the text chat and we'll go over them as well. Okay, typing on phone. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Uh, one thing is Josh uh, forgot a hug report. So Josh says, uh, thanks to Dan for helping me with my CPX not running programs. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, Josh also says, uh, let me just make a time code. We can just do this as a general call out. Uh, Josh wants more feedback on uh, EduBlocks or CircuitPython and what you'd like to see. Uh, he says, because no doubt I forgot something that needs to be there. Um, so I ha I said I would look at it and I will, but uh, it's basically my Monday right now. So I haven't, haven't looked yet. Um, again, if people want to try it, it's adafruit.edublocks, which is E-D-U-B-L-O-C-K-S dot 
org. Um, so if you want to try that out, um, do that. And then Josh, what is the best way to give the get the feedback back to you? Via okay, so everybody should go uh, try it out, and uh, they you can either give your feedback via support.edublocks.org, or uh, just ping uh, at Josh on uh, our Discord, and and he'll see it here as well. Cool. Um, okay, uh, sorry I haven't done that yet, but I'm just been busy. Um, Nice. And uh, there's another one here, I think, that uh, another topic that Brent added. So, Brent, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I was just curious if we're going to add support for um, PWM on the Pi to um, Blinkist. <laughs> the answer is I have no idea. Okay. Um, you'd... I, I wasn't sure if we were just going to use an external for, for like a PCA or if we were going to add it directly into the Pi. Uh, Lamore's been driving most of that, so I would just ask okay, her. I'll ask. Yeah. Um, I, I've been kind of ignorance is bliss in terms of the Raspberry Pi stuff. Um, okay. just answering the questions that, that she needs to get, to keep moving. Mm -hmm. Um, sorry, sorry for the non-answer, but yeah. No, it's know. no problem. <laughs> um, all right. Does anybody else have any other topics? Um... Summersoft is typing, otherwise I will wait. Summersoft is on his phone too, so. People are typing. We've had more and more people coming into the, the CircuitPython Discord, which has been great. Um, it's really fun to see more and more people come along and and ask questions and try it out and stuff. Mm -mm -mm. Summersoft says, uh, since now using a second timer to schedule the value updates, the capture timers don't set the interrupt on capture. However... <laughs> Uh, Tammy just asked when it, the weekly meeting is, and it's right now. <laughs> um, right. Uh, Summersaw says, however, all captures still set the int flag, which causes the capture not to be recorded in the CC. Yeah, Summersoft, I wouldn't... The way that I was thinking is that uh, the schedule... The schedule timer just... Uh, the interrupt for that just does a read of the capture timer's values to know how how many values it's changed since the last time the schedule timer did an interrupt. I don't, I, I'm not expecting any values to be recorded to the CC. The, the CC is only used to, like, uh, subtract down. Um, to the CC register only counts how many uh, cycles of the input frequency have happened over 
the time duration. Okay. <laughs> Except uh, it usually happens on Mondays. Yep. Thank you, everybody, for that. Um, Tammy can't hear me, but uh, I'm going to answer this one last question. Um, take a time code. So uh, the last thing was Cascade asks, uh, what's the easiest way in CircuitPython to find out which peripherals are available slash taken or when a pin is in use? Um, and I would say from CircuitPython, the easiest thing to do is just to try it because you can always give the, if you are able to grab the peripheral, you can always de-init and give it back. Um to figure out a particular pin, you could use a digital in out and do the same thing of just like try to use it. And if you can't use it, then it's in use. If you can, then just uh, de-init it back and then you can use it. Um, Katni wrote some scripts to figure out like what are all of my available spies and what are all of my available I squared C buses. Um, and it does exactly that. It just tries everything. And then the things that succeed, it keeps track of and de-inits so that, that it's given back. Um, it, there have been bugs from there from time to time. So if you find it that you can't actually give something back, uh, please let us know. Um, so yeah, uh, that's it. Um, yeah, Katni's got you covered for sure. Um, okay, I'm going to wrap us up and then we'll see if we can't get uh, or offer to chat with Tammy after the meeting um, who says they are... Uh, TammyMakesThings.com, only an interpost right now, but several posts, mostly, mostly CircuitPython and Arduino at the moment, in progress that I hope to get posted this week. Awesome. So uh, hopefully Tammy will make the meeting next week, and or maybe we'll chat after. Um, all right. I'm going to take another final time code and uh, wrap us up. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for jo joining us on the Adafruit CircuitPython weekly meeting. Happens every week. Uh, mostly on Mondays. Um, it's usually Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. This week was weird because it, uh, because we had the U.S. holiday Labor Day yesterday, so we bumped it. Um, Dan was out of town and then turned out wasn't able to make it anyway. Uh, Katni is on vacation, so uh, yeah, it's all good. Um, when we do post or when we do move it, uh, those will go into uh, notifications for that are pinged to the CircuitPython helpers group on Discord. Um, the meeting and those notifications go up on Discord. So if you're not on there, please join it. The URL to join is adafru.it slash Discord. Uh, that will get you in. Um, and you can text chat with us all week long. It's only uh, voice chat we only usually do at that time period. Uh, we record all the meetings, so they go up on uh, the Adafruit YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Adafruit, along with text notes of uh, what everything happened that else has time codes. So you're able to look through the video and find the things that you want to hear about. Um, we also have a, a newsletter called the Python for Microcontrollers newsletter. It goes out Tuesday morning, so it actually went out this morning. Um, and you can sign up for that at adafruitdaily.com. It's called daily, but it's actually a weekly. 
weekly newsletter for there. Um, that includes Python, MicroPython, CircuitPython news, um, kind of brought a bit broader than this meeting itself. And uh, yeah, until next week, we sh uh, thank you everybody for joining uh, this meeting.